You hear us often say, experience hope. Hey, Dr. Randy here from the Intentional Living Center. It got me thinking the other day as I was hearing that statement. When we hear the music or the programming here on the radio station, we do experience hope. But what happens when you shut it off? What happens when you uh, go back into your business or your home or your family or the challenges? Are you still experiencing hope? See, experiencing hope is more than just a single experience. While we're listening to some music or worship, which are all very powerful, important things to do, but we can learn to experience hope by choosing how we live. And the scripture gives us a lot of great counsel on this that I've taught over the last few months on how do we actually experience hope. And uh, we've got some people who want to share their stories today. I'm Dr. Randy, along with Stephen and Jennifer and the rest of the team here at the Intentional Living Center. We welcome you today. And uh, if you have a comment or you want to share with us on Facebook, there's the place to go to our Facebook page, Intentional Living, uh, because our phone number is being held this month because we're calling it the month of intentional living. And uh, we've had friends calling from all over the country who are saying they want to be a part of the intentional living journey. And so the line's being held for that this month. But you're welcome to uh, check out what uh, the ministry is about, what intentional living means by going to theintentionallife.com. Or you can talk to one of our staff as well during West Coast business hours at uh, 888 All right. Let's get into the show today. Carrie is up first on the line from uh, New Mexico. Welcome to the program, Carrie. What would you like to share? Okay. Um, so I just wanted to share a little message of hope. <laughs> sure. Um, my husband and I got married when we were very young. We were 18. And um, right away, I wanted to have babies. And he was very much against it because we were so young. So... Um, I prayed and prayed and prayed for God to just work on his heart, change him, um, make him want to have babies because that's, you know, the desire that was in my heart. And um, about a year ago, um, he decided that he was ready to have kids. And so we uh, tried and tried for eight months. And um, through this time, I just felt like it wasn't going to happen, and I just felt like I was trying to make it happen in my own time, and I wasn't really relying on God. And um, the entire month of July, I decided, okay, I'm just going to take a break from trying to make anything happen. I'm just going to talk to God and let Him know that I'm giving it all to Him, and that I'm just not going to worry about it anymore, because I felt like that's really what I was doing, is more or less stressing over it than being excited and just kind of um, enjoying the process. And um, we ended up getting pregnant. Well, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, we're about six weeks long right now. But I just wanted to just share that because I feel like there are so many people out there that just, they try to do things in their own timing and they try to just make things happen instead of really just leaning on God and letting Him do what he already has planned for you to yeah. Amen. So yeah. if I'm doing the math right, you're in your young tw- your young 20s, right? 23, 24? Uh-huh. Just, yes, exactly. Just getting started. <laughs> hey, let me add to your story. Because I don't know you, but I know you because your story is very similar, Carrie, to my wife Donna's and my story. Uh, we married as teenagers. I was 19. She was 18. Uh-huh. And we, we kind of felt, well, we'll have kids when we want to have kids. Mm-hmm. 
And then about three years, because we were young, so about three years later, so okay, it's time to have kids. And for us, it wasn't eight, eight uh, months. It was three or four years. And we clearly had an infertility problem. And we saw doctors. I can remember trying to fix things. I, as a man, thinking if I could just do one more thing, one more doctor, one more treatment, one more whatever. Mm-hmm. We started even the process of adoption. I mean, we started looking and started researching that. And, and it wasn't until we were... Well, at this point, about 27, 26, 27, that I really felt broken and saying, God, this is yours, not mine. And we both said enough, you know, this is, this is in God's hands. And then I get the call one day from Donna that she's pregnant. <laughs> and so I, I, I can experience what you maybe felt when you got that call, saying, hey, we're mm-hmm. pregnant. Of course, now you can, you can check it yourself, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> But yeah. Let well, me give at first, you... I was in complete shock, and yeah. then, um, yeah, and then it finally set in that okay, this is really happening. So, you know, I spent days and days and days just thanking God and praising Him, and so Amen. <laughs> I'm just very excited. Well, we're excited for you too. You're just at the beginning of this journey. Here's where we are. We later three kids, eight grandchildren. Oh. <laughs> So you've got a lot of good years ahead. Just uh, keep being intentional, trusting God, doing the next right one thing. You're going to have good days and bad days. Um, keep loving each other. Enjoy those kids. That's intentional living. And we pray that you'll have a fantastic pregnancy and uh, things will work out and be just really good for you guys, okay? Thank you. All right. Hey, in fact, hang on. I want to send you a gift. Little, I'm going to send you a little parenting gift. Uh, let's okay. send her Raising Responsible Adults. It's our study guide and our book. We'll get it to you and, and something you guys can read as you get going with parenting, okay? Oh, thank you. All right. God bless you, and uh, we're glad that you, you guys are doing well. <laughs> thank you for your call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. All right. Pretty good, huh? That's Carrie talking about uh, the power of being intentional and the difference it made in her life. All right, can we take a quick break? We'll be right back with more calls. We're talking intentional living today and the hope we have in Christ, and uh, I'm encouraged when I hear a story like that. Standing strong in a world that's so far from God is difficult, especially when we're called to love people who don't love us back. During our fall fundraiser, when you support the ministry of intentional living, you'll receive part one of Dr. Randy's three-part series on intentional living titled Intentional Living in a Dying Culture, where you'll learn how to stand strong during chaotic cultural times. When you give $30 a month or more or a special gift of $360, you'll get the teaching and other intentional living tools sent directly to your inbox each month, along with this month's exclusive offer of the Intentional Word Chronological Bible. You'll also get Dr. Randy's top 10 personal growth videos. Your support of this ministry helps people live intentional lives for Christ. Give right now by calling 888-888-1717 today or visit theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. Hey, thank you, Kurt. Appreciate it. As a reminder, this month, a month of intentional living and the teaching I'm starting is this three-part series, and this month focused on how do we live intentionally in a dying culture in which we're living. Boy, we see that around us. You don't have to look very far to see that our culture is certainly deteriorating rapidly. We should, as followers of Christ, our hearts should be aching for a dying world. 
And uh, we should have an opportunity to reach out and see people come to Christ to share what God is doing in our life for God's glory and, of course, the benefit of those that we reach and and certainly the great encouragement for ourselves as well. As Kurt mentioned, I handpicked 10 of the past videos that I've recorded from our personal growth library, and we've been making that available to all new members this month, along with the Intentional Word Chronological Bible, which has been the most requested resource from the ministry. And I said to the team during this month of Intentional Living, let's make that available to those who join us in monthly support, along with, of course, the the teaching for this month. And uh, we're really focused on intentional living now, today. Do it today. Doing the next right one thing. How do you do that? It's very simple. During West Coast business hours, you can call 888-888-1717, talk to our staff, or anytime, and probably most convenient, go online to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. And by the way, when you're there, there's a lot of helpful resources, archives of our programs, um, access to our podcasts, articles, and other things that will be an encouragement to you. So again, go to theintentionallife.com. All right, Chelsea's been waiting patiently there in Texas. Welcome to the program, Chelsea. What's your question? So, um... A couple years ago, my husband and I got married. Um, It's both of our second marriages, um, and we have a son that's two. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of the circumstances from my husband's first marriage have, I guess, kind of reared their heads. I'm not sure. Uh, When we were dating um, and whatnot, and then we got married in the church, everything was fine. And now he wants nothing to do with going to church. And my struggle is is trying to say, you know, those emotions, those feelings, that, that can be valid, right? If he, he, he can be angry at God, that, that happens. It's happened to me. It's a normal thing I think people go through. But how do I navigate that um, along with, you know, I'm still taking our son to church, and navigate church for that matter. You know, there's always lots of questions and people think they're being supportive, but it's become very difficult to have mm-hmm. to answer the same question every single week. Well, that that's that's one issue. With your husband though, does he have any male friends, Christian friends? Does he have any support for himself or is he kinda of going through whatever he's in by himself? It's he it by himself and, and I mean with me. And there's only, you know, there's only so much I, I can really mm-hmm. give or say or, um, so no, he doesn't, he doesn't really have that. Yeah. Spouses are usually the worst counselors and not the role they should play. They're not the Holy Spirit in their, their spouse's life. And so obviously you pray for him, you encourage him and you do what you need to do. You're taking your kids to church. You're letting him know you're praying for him, that as he works through this, that he'll, uh, you know, get get some answers and that God will speak to him and you keep loving him. Uh, and if people are bugging you at church, you may need to just flat out tell them, listen, pray for us, but uh, asking every week is, is not helpful. Uh, frankly, some people are looking for gossip. They're trying to find out what's going on. They're trying to get a story put together. I hate to say it, but that's a reality. That happens with the old prayer chain that used to have. You know, people call one person who called another and sometimes it was in with really good intentions, hello, but often it wasn't. It was just to keep up with things. So 
you stay involved, you get the right kind of people around you, the people you can trust at church, the women who are going to support you, uh, and stay the course. Now, for your husband, uh, is this truly something he's seeking, or what's going on? I mean, what what caused Um, this? I mean, he's... I don't, I don't know that he's really trying to get out of it or around it. You know, um, he kind of, he's given in a few times and gone with us, you know, on Easter and things where it's like everybody goes to church on Easter and Christmas, you know? Um, and, and it's like, then he'll be singing gospel music around the house for two weeks. And then we're right back to, mm-hmm. um, he tries, to, how does he word it to me? He says he keeps trying to tell God that his name is not Job. Hmm. because it, it seems like he just gets knocked down for all of his good intentions, and, and you know, he's dealing with some internal struggles with, with children from the first marriage and mm-hmm. acceptance and not acceptance about this marriage. And mind you, they're all grown adults. Um, yeah. My husband's older than me. They're all grown adults. It's not like, you know, it's not like we disrupted a home. It's not like, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and so it's... <sighs> Well, I think you, li- you listen to him, Chelsea, but I, I think at the same time you say, honey, listen, you, when you go to church, it seems like you pick up. It's a positive thing. It would be meaningful to me and to kids if you at least go to church. That's not asking too much. But if he doesn't, he doesn't. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't make that a battleground. Uh, what, one of the mistakes we make in our relationship with Christ goes back to the expectations minus reality. We place expectations on God as though he's a genie in the bottle and he's to do what we think he's to do, and then we interpret Scripture to apply to our situation, thinking, well, that's what the Bible says, so that's what's supposed to happen in my case, not understanding the whole counsel of Scripture. When you look at the, look at the followers of Christ in the first century, I mean, they were imprisoned, they lost everything, they lost their heads. Um, throughout history, you've got people who never got what they thought as a follower of Christ, maybe they thought they should get. We live in a culture today, let's just be real candid, come on Christians, we think that God is there to do for us. We really do. And when we don't get what we think we're supposed to get, a happy marriage and job promotion and life is supposed to be good most of the time, if not all the time, then somewhere or other we've got to blame someone. Sometimes it's us, we've done it, and sometimes it's just the sinful world in which we live. And until we get to the end of ourselves and realize that it's not about me, it's about God and him uh, getting glory through my life, and then the intentional living part comes by making that declaration of intention. It begins by declaring, today, I am sick and tired of whatever I'm facing in my life. You know, I'm tired of feeling like uh, my life isn't what it's supposed to be. I'm tired of having issues in a marriage. I'm tired of having financial difficulties, and before God, I give it to him today, and then I start to develop the intentional habits and decluttering my life and taking the steps of faith to follow him every day. That is what intentional living is all about. And so, Chelsea, for you, listen, we're going to pray for you as a team that you will stay the course, just keep loving him, do the things you need to do, and just pray that God will move in his life. If he is a follower of Christ, that's the Holy Spirit's job, not yours. Okay. Is that hard to do? It, it, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was why I asked. Yeah, those are, that is something I can do. It is a hard thing, but it is something mm-hmm. I, 
I, I can do. I just needed to, I think, hear that I, I just needed to know what to do, yeah. so to speak. Well, there's not a simple answer, but again, your your husband's wired in a certain way that he may gravitate to this, and so you're you're you stay the course. You just stay very very intentional in your own life, and we'll be praying for you, Sally. Let's put her on the prayer list, okay? Uh, Vicky's in Florida. Welcome to the program, Vicky. Hi. Hi. Thank you for calling. What's your comment or question today? Uh, I, I've got. Uh, I, uh, I want to say thank you first. You're welcome. Because your your radio station and your delivery and your ministry really encourages not just me, but the whole world. So I want to say thank you for that. Praise You're welcome. Lord. Glad to be here. Glad to be on the air and in your area. And uh, my comment and my statement is, um, my husband and I have been married for almost 30 years. Uh, praise God for that. But... Um, we had three children. Uh, when our son was born with a severe congenital heart defect and wasn't supposed to live past uh, the fifth day. Mm. He's now 25, and he's had several heart surgeries, and he's fixing to graduate with his ma- uh, master's and her course he's taking. And this was supposed to be a child that was supposed to die. But during the process of learning how to how to keep him and, and nurture him and, and that kind of thing. Um, I was very angry for a very long time. I could not let it go because we were raised, you know, God's a good God. He, yeah. he does things for the things that are good for him, you know. And uh, I was like, I don't see where there's any good in this putting somebody through a lot of pain. Right. And I was I was being very honest with that. I was so angry that I used to say, when I get to heaven, I'm going to suck him right in the nose. And people would say, oh, my God, don't say that, you know. And uh, they, people put God in a box as if this is where he, he fits. And the reality is, is, is God doesn't fit in a box, and he doesn't live just in our heads. He lives in our hearts. Mm-hmm. He lives in our souls. And the times that we are hurting the most is not necessarily that he's carrying us, is that he's walking beside us, holding our hand and telling you, we can do this. Mm-hmm. I've got the plan. You just got to trust me. Yeah. Trust is the hardest thing to give to God. And then the other reality is that I realized that my children were a gift to me. They were never mine to begin with. They're God. He created them. He made them. He even says that he knows us so well that he writes our names in the palm of his hand. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a mother or a father pulling out his wallet and says, look at my baby. See my baby? I'll surprise my baby. Look, 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 see what she's done or he's done. Well, part of this, Vicki, these lessons that you learned, you learned through the hard course of raising a child with certain expectations and realizing God had something else in store. I mean, it's pretty bold. You're saying, hey, when I get to heaven, I'm going to punch God right in the nose. But that's that's an honest gut reaction to some of the junk that seems to come our way in life that we didn't ask for. And when it happens, we've got a choice to make. And the, the choices are we're, we're either going to walk away. We had the previous caller, someone whose junk comes into his life, he walks away from God. It's a choice. 
Junk comes into our marriages. We walk away from marriages. Junk comes into our business and the finances aren't working. Some people just bail out. And these are times where we got to dig in and uh, trust more, work harder, trust more, work harder, and uh, know that our hope is ultimately in Christ. I, I, I've told people over the years, don't ever, don't ever waste a hurt in your life. We get hurts in our life. People go through a divorce, for instance. They didn't ask for it. They didn't look for it. Didn't want it. It happens. You got a choice. You're either going to let that make you bitter, or you're going to you're going to say, I, I don't. I want to learn something through this about life and about myself and about the future. You know, we've all heard that little statement: "Get bitter, or get better." But that's really true. It's really a decision you make. And I think when we when we're talking today about intentional living, it, it begins with this process. I. I Sometimes you got to get mad enough. Be angry and do not sin, Paul says in Ephesians 4, where you get angry enough to say, I decide today to declare my intention. I'm going to trust God in this situation and be intentional in taking the next right step. And that's the whole process that we teach. Sometimes you can do that out of good days. You make an intentional decision out of a good day, but sometimes you have to make it out of the difficulties of life. All right. Well, thank you for your call, Vicki. We're praying for you from Florida and for Chelsea. Thank you as well. Experiencing hope in the midst of pain intentionally. You're listening to Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. All right, I think we have time. Let's get Beth on the line from Texas. Hi, Beth. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Doing well. Thank you. What's your comment today? Um, I just really wanted to offer some encouragement and um, just kind of goes along with what you're saying. And that life is a journey with God, that there's ups and downs. Sometimes it feels chaotic. Sometimes it's great. But... God says that there's a time and a season for everything, Mm -hmm. and sometimes people or situations are our stepping stones in this journey, and sometimes we don't realize that we could be the stepping stones in somebody else's journey. Right. Are you going through through that now? um, (laughs) A little bit. Just kind of um, off and on, uh, you know. But um, we have we have the opportunity to leave an impression of the of a way of living through Christ, and so even though these tough times come, it might it it might help um, the individual mm-hmm. wrap their mind around it or cope better if we can see it as an opportunity mm-hmm. and we can count it all joy that we have this opportunity to intentionally praise God in the midst of our situation. Yeah, because it's a choice that we make. Let's face it, we either choose to face a problem, we either choose to be happy or we don't. I mean, we know people who are unhappy in some of the most wonderful conditions in life. Yeah, I mean, you look at some people who are unhappy and you think, how can you be unhappy 
you know, having that money, that car, that family, whatever, and then you see this unhappiness and you said it doesn't make any sense. Then you see someone else where the circumstances of life are pretty crummy and yet they choose to be happy. It's a decision that we make. And we're not immune to it just because we're a believer. Just because you become a follower of Christ doesn't mean you're now intentionally going to be happy and contented in life. It's a decision we make, and, and you've said it well, Beth. Uh, there is a time and a season. By the way, she's referencing something from the Old Testament, Ecclesiastes 3. That's Solomon who's uh, reminding us there's a time and a season for everything under the sun. And there's going to be good days and bad days. There's going to be up days and down days. And uh, that's a good reminder. I call it a velvet hammer. I think living in a dying culture, we need to be like a velvet hammer. What does that mean? That means that we're tender on the outside. There's a softness in terms of our interaction with people. That we're open, at times vulnerable, willing to listen, to reach people, cross lines that we're not comfortable with at times so we can talk to a person. But on the inside, like a velvet hammer, we're strong. We know what we believe, why we believe it. We stand firmly on those things that are important in our life. We don't waver because of our culture. Intentional living now more than ever is needed because we live in a world that is dying, a culture that is dying. We know that biblically, and yet we have the truth. So I encourage us as we move forward to be like a velvet hammer in our relationships for God's glory. You know, I was thinking uh, volume in life doesn't make up for content. And sometimes when you're with a person and you realize their volume is continuing to go up and up and up, you have to ask, do they really have the truth? Do they really have the content? Do they really know what they're saying is true? Because if they do, they don't have to raise their voice. It's one of the things we talk about uh, when it comes to parenting. The most effective parents are not those who yell and scream and demand but it's in quietness that we can communicate, as that velvet hammer picture is, that uh, gently caring for and reaching out and connecting with people and doing it in a way that uh, brings glory to God and benefit to them. Being able to listen now more than ever, crossing those boundaries that maybe we're not comfortable with sometimes, to be able to speak with a person and uh, to love them and to encourage them and maybe have an opportunity to share the gospel with them and see people come to Christ When we think about intentional living, it works. It works with your finances. If you're intentional with your finances, you're going to be better off. If you're intentional with your health, you're going to be better off. This is not a hope or a wish. It's a fact. If you're more intentional in your marriage or in your business, you're more likely to be successful. And when we're intentional in reaching people for Christ and doing it in a way that is um, like that velvet hammer, knowing why we believe and what we believe, but sharing it uh, with a lot of love and grace. That's a powerful thing. As we're wrapping up the show today, we've been talking about experiencing hope. I appreciate those of you who have shared your stories with us and let you know that we're doing something very special during this month. I'm calling it the month of intentional living. And as Kurt mentioned, we've been making available to our new members, those of you who are coming to stand with us in support of the ministry, the Intentional Word Chronological Bible plus the 10 videos, the personal growth videos from my library that I think you'll enjoy from our teaching. And then, of course, our ongoing teaching every month, our gift to you. How do you find out about it? Very simple, easiest way. Just come on over to our website. Go to theintentionallife.com today, theintentionallife.com. Or during West Coast Business Hours, you can call 888 1717 
I'm Dr. Randy from the Intentional Living Center. Have a great day and be intentional.